now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. The best in the business is once again back in business. Very excited to be with you. Uh, draft is over. Your drafts are over. Or maybe still going on. Depends on how long people take to draft. Um, so today we're going to be talking about some guys you can get in the late, late rounds or undrafted. We're talking about undrafted free agents. This is the only podcast where you get a complete undrafted free agent episode. Before we get into it, I want to talk to you about our good friends over at DynastyOwner.com. Do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? You just might be. Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? You are. Here's your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart, elite fantasy football player. There's no offseason in Dynasty Owner, just like there's no offseason in Dynasty Fantasy Football. The rookie draft matters, free agency matters, and every contract matters. So come to a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL players' contracts and salaries, then improve your team each year to do a three-round rookie draft and by trading players and draft picks. You could win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. The mobile app is in development and will be ready to be downloaded on iOS and Android in time for rookie drafts this May. That's now. I got to talk to him, make sure that that's up up to date and ready to go. Mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more on Mock Draft for free, go to www.dynasty. I'm sorry, dynastyowner.com. I almost said dynastyrewind.com. I apologize, guys, over at Dynasty Owner for screwing up your read through. So let's segue in. And joining us from Arizona is Chevin Nooney. What's good, Chev? What is going on, boys? Cannot wait to talk about these undrafted free agents. Yeah, we are uh, pretty excited about it. Um, do you guys know of any other podcasts that do a UDFA episode? Uh, not, the not at the moment. That's right. That's right, because um, we are the only ones that do it. So, uh, also joining me, like always, is Porkman. What's good, Porkman? Hey, not much. Just sitting over here trying to uh, potty train my one-year-old, which is tons of fun. Well, I can't wait to potty train my child, too. Um, also joining me from, I don't know, Nate, I don't even know where you are right now. Maryland, Rhode <laughs> Island, something. Joining me from somewhere on the East Coast is Nate Christian. What's up, Nate? Yo, it's all good. It's all good in quarantine. Yeah, that's all you could do, right? So, um, for whatever reason, I always get really excited about the Undrafted Free Agent episode. Every once in a while, you have that guy. It's undrafted and just comes in and makes an impact. Uh, we could think back, I believe, Arian Foster was an undrafted free agent, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, so there we go. And he was good for a minute. Just one minute, though, not two. Um, so we're just going to go through these alphabetically, and we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Right off the top of the bat, I highlighted Jonathan Ward. So, uh, Nate, you were the guy that kind of turned us on to Jonathan Ward. Would you like to touch on him a little bit? I would absolutely love to talk about Jonathan Ward. Um, this is a guy I found late on in the process, um, but I loved watching this tape. He ended up as RB14 for me. Uh, he did a great job, six foot two, two 202. He's, he's got a big frame, and he could even add some more weight to it, and he is someone who can run really well up the middle between the tackles. He has a great ability in the passing game as well, good hands, and does well in space after the catch. Kind of got it all together, just coming from a Mac school. Doesn't have a lot of uh, competitive tape. And I like this landing spot. I actually think that he's better than Eno Benjamin, who they picked up in the seventh round. Um, but I think this guy definitely makes the team if they carry a fourth running back. He might even make the team over Eno. You know, who knows? Okay. Um, interesting. Making the team over somebody that they drafted. Um, it's happened before. But um, does anyone have anything else that – or anyone else that they see on the Cardinals they would like to talk about. Um, I got a uh, Sergio Hoffman. I was my my idiot self. I was like, oh yeah, let me just try to look at all the offensive players that got <laughs> picked up, <laughs> undrafted free agents, and look at everybody. But you know that 
didn't happen because I have a new child here. But I did uh, happen to look at Sergio Hoffman. He kind of looks like a um, like a poor man's, very poor man's uh, LaShawn McCoy. He does like a lot of cutting on a dime, and um, and he has that ball out where you know you can knock it out, and that was annoying. But it, it really reminded me of LaShawn McCoy there. So you know, trying to fight with Ward and Eno and Chase and Drake for playing time, he just might be one of them guys that maybe make the team in the preseason for um for special teams. But I kind of like the way he ran up in Portland State. Now, they didn't really run that much, but um, he managed to get 5.4 yards of carries and eight touchdowns off 143 attempts. So, I mean, he kind of made it work in Portland State, but, you know, it's not really that good of a competition that he's playing against up there. But uh, he did play Boise State one time, and he just got utterly destroyed because they had to throw the ball the whole time. <laughs> But other than that, it was um, I I, I kind of like him a lot. I'm kind of curious to see how he how he looks in the preseason this year. Okay, um, Chev, anyone else you got on the Cardinals? Nope, they're probably gonna uh, win ten games this year and go to the playoffs, though. You know, I could definitely hmm. see it happening. Yeah, they got a hard division, so it's just because I'm do. a fan now of them because I live here, so that automatically boosts them at least two wins. All right, that works. Um, they also drafted a ton of offensive linemen, too. So uh, trying to bolster things up for their quarterback. Kyler Murray. I don't know why I was blanking on that there. Sorry. Um, all right, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Gaia highlighted Jared Pinckney. Not much behind Hayden Hurst, who they acquired from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, definitely has a shot. So, Chev, you got anybody from the Falcons that you wanted to look at? I don't Honestly, UDFA is hard. There's a lot of guys we never heard of. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't got to watch much film this week. I've been painting and doing all these other things, but I have nobody on the Falcons that I uh, have watched any film on or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, aside from when we did our tight end episode, I think we, we did watch film on Pinckney. Mm-hmm. Um, big athletic. Could be something there. There's definitely a spot open up uh, behind Hurst. Nate, Porkman, anyone on the Falcons? Um, so you mentioned Pinckney, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, not much there, but he also ran a four, nine, six at the combine. So <laughs> he's going to have to show up better than that. If he wants to be out there on the field, yeah, the that's true. um, but I have heard Chris Rowland wide receiver out of Tennessee state. I've heard his name a couple of times since he signed with the Falcons. Um, in 2019 had 104 receptions for 14 137 yards, eight touchdowns. So, I mean, that guy produced. He's five foot six, five foot seven, 185 pounds. So, he's a small little guy, but he made. He was a star in the return game. He had punt returns and kickoff returns for touchdowns. He actually won the Deacon Jones Trophy, which is the um, basically the Player of the Year for um, historically black colleges, um, HBCU, which I learned today. When researching this guy stands for historically black colleges. Hey, hey, Nate, you could have asked me that, sir. <laughs> hey, he actually, he actually, oh, I could ask Chev, I guess, too. Yes, yeah, Chev. That's right. Chef. That's right. <laughs> but he actually broke Jerry Rice's uh, single season reception mark for HBCU um, 104 catches. So, I mean, this guy produced. So, I don't think he sees the field as a receiver, but if he's that good in the return game, he might make the team just for his returnability. And if guys get hurt, you never know. He could have a shot. Um, true. Porkman, anybody else on the Falcons? Um, Jawan Green for me. Um, I feel as though he can fit in the slot pretty good. Some of this, um, his film that I looked at a little bit, uh, for a small guy, he's a really good blocker. And for me, looking at receivers, my biggest thing is separation. And um, I know looking at the competition that he's going against as well, he was just dominating competition down there. And I just think if it wasn't that big of a deep of a uh, class this year, I feel as though he would have got drafted because to me his tape was pretty electric. Um, very good hands catcher too. Um, I'm starting to hate body catchers now just looking at a lot of film. Um, so looking at this guy, catches with his hands, a small guy, has a lot of swag. And I like that in a lot of his receivers, especially him. 
You love those swaggy guys. Um, so let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens. So we're going to go with the resident Ravens fan. And I think you said you had a few guys to talk about here. Yeah, actually, I'm really excited about this year's UDFAs for the Baltimore Ravens. They have a, I'm not sure of the exact number, but I want to say it's like 12 or 13 years in a row of having undrafted free agent make the team. So they definitely have a good pitch. I think that's why they signed so many. Because um, guys know that they can get roster spots with the Ravens, or you know, even last year they got a punter from like Norway and traded him to the Vikings for a fifth round pick. So if you play for the Ravens in the preseason, you usually get a chance somewhere. Um, Tyler Huntley, quarterback out of Utah, I was um, banging the table for this guy before the draft process. I think he should have been drafted sometime on day three. Um, if you're looking for someone who could possibly be the next Lamar Jackson, this is one of your best bets. Um, I mean, obviously that's pretty high praise. I don't think he's going to be that, but I mean, not to defame his talent at all, but this guy would be the ideal scout team quarterback if you're about to play Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So not only is he in a great landing spot to learn from Lamar Jackson and RG3, but the Ravens also took him away from any other team that could use him as a scout quarterback. I think that was a great move. Um, at running back, we know the Ravens already have a pretty stacked running back room, but Tyson Williams was picked up out of BYU. He was a South Carolina um, player for a while over there with Rico and then transferred to BYU as a graduate transfer. Tore his ACL this year after just a couple games. Um, I didn't watch any film of him, but I was watching something with Matt Waldman, who I respect a lot. That guy is really smart. And he had Tyson Williams up in his top 10 running backs of his class. So he sees something in this dude, um, and I trust him that this guy has got some talent if he can stay healthy. And then last but not least, Jacob Breland, um, tight end out of Oregon. I had that guy, I think he was my tight end six going into the draft. Uh, kind of reminds me of a Jacob Hollister kind of player. You can play a little bit of H-back as well as inline tight end. He did pretty well with Oregon until he, I think he broke his leg, so he missed half the season. Um, with the trade of Hayden Hurst, the Ravens only have two tight ends really on the roster right now with Boyle and Andrews, so that third spot is open because they're definitely going to carry three. So looking at the competition there, I think it's almost a lock that Jacob Breland makes the roster. Okay. Uh, thank you, Nate. Anybody else have anyone on the Ravens they want to touch on? Uh, Eli Wolf for me. Um, uh, he, he didn't have that big of a uh, production in Georgia. But I was just, he stood out uh, immensely for me during the senior bowl. Um, came out with great hands, ran some good routes. And I saw some things where he uh, ran very well. Um, his 40 time was just kind of crazy. It was like a 4.6 or 4.7 or some. It was some wild number. Um, so, you know, they love their tight ends down there in Baltimore. So, I mean, between him and Jacob Breland, they might be fighting for a roster spot, taking over uh, – maybe taking over Nick Boyle's uh, stuff. Okay. Chev, anyone on the Ravens? No, but I Free? think you guys hit it pretty good. Yeah, they uh, they pretty much covered everything I had. Uh, Buffalo Bills, I don't have anybody highlighted. Does anyone have anyone on the Bills? Um, they only got two guys, right? Antonio Williams and Reggie Gilliman. Well, I guys say that, that we consider yeah, important. Yeah. So. I did want to say they got Trey Adams who, if you had talked to somebody last summer, um, they would have had him as, like, a first-round pick. So the fact that he did so badly and on and off the field to end up as an undrafted free agent, that's rough stuff. Dude, that's that's terrible. First-round yeah, so undrafted. Woo! Uh, that stinks. Uh, full clarity here. Um, he's talking about offensive linemen, yep. Jay Adams. Um, offensive tackle. Yeah. So here's a guy, hey, you know what? That could be important. Could be a guy blocking for Singletary and Moss. Um, anybody have anything else on the Bills? Nope. Um, I just okay. looked up Antonio Williams, and he originally went to Ohio State before he transferred to North Carolina. So he was at least a good recruit. Yuck. All right, so moving on to the <laughs> I knew that was coming. Carolina Panthers. Um, lots of linebackers uh, and a guy named Rodney Smith. And uh, Trevante Heights. Anyone have anything on the Carolina Panthers? 
Yeah, so they also got Omar Bayless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay. he played at uh, Arkansas State, I believe. Uh, his last senior season, he went for 93 receptions, 1,653 yards, and 17 touchdowns. Uh, so Ooh, big all- jump from his production uh, in 2018 and 2017. Looks like he got the opportunity to show out, and, man, they threw him the ball and getting 17 touchdowns. That's a that's what you want to see when, you're pl- when they're playing in uh, lower divisions in college. So... Uh, might be a name to watch. I'm not sure how many years Curtis Samuel has left on his contract, but uh, Omar Bayless is somebody that's super athletic, uh, can go up and make plays, and uh, he can obviously go get the ball in the end zone as well. So definitely somebody that I would keep on your radar. Yeah, Love for it. sure. Anyone have anything else on the Panthers? Nope. All right, moving on to the Monsters of the Midway. Chev, the Chicago Bears. Do any of these uh, signings mean anything to you as a Bears fan? I'm going to be honest. I was hoping to see at least seven tight ends on this, but it looks <laughs> like I'm not going to have any on there. There uh, was but, none. Yeah, so, I mean, that's good for the guys that are on the roster already, I guess. But, no, I I don't really know too many of these guys that are on here. Hopefully these linebackers can possibly step up. I know uh, Danny Trevathan's getting a little bit older. We did get Ladarius Mack, who is yep. somehow related to Khalil Mack, so – uh, maybe oh. we got a steal there, so we'll see. All right. Um, anyone have anything on the Bears? No. I mean, <laughs> it looks like it's just they're trying to get some uh, so a little bit of running back depth. They got two of them. Just to, yeah. uh, It looks like they're just showing that they have a lot of confidence in David Montgomery. And he just wants some depth behind him just in case he goes down. Also, big shout-out to our good friend uh, – Michael Risher over at the FF Astronauts. He's actually he is a certified trainer, and he's actually training David Montgomery in the off season. Um, oh, yeah. So check out uh, their podcast. They're good friends of ours. Um, I'm actually doing an exercise program right now that Rich designed for me. Um, it feels like it's something that he would put a professional athlete through. I'm also not in as good of a shape as David Montgomery. So, um, shout, what's so funny, Pork Man? <laughs> Michael I'm Bowers, the next undrafted free agent to sign. Oh, Let's yeah. go. I'm yeah. just imagining Mike doing like some some burpees or something. For I hate burpees. I could see. Could you see me getting tackled? Middle aged white man breaks in half after getting tackled for the first time in the NFL. Like That's pretty much news. how it would go. Yeah. Breaking, breaking news. Michael back. Bowers is broken. Yeah, it wouldn't be breaking bad. It would be breaking back. Is what would happen to me. Um, so Great let's show. move on. Yeah, <laughs> to the Cincinnati Bengals. Will they be the Bungles any longer? Are they actually going to turn things around? Does anybody have anything on any of these guys? Um, just Mitchell Wilcox, the tight end out of USF. Um, I know that they got a spot there. Some people like Drew Sample. Some people like, uh, I think it's Uzuma. Yes. I hate Uzuma. Uzuma. Yeah. Use him he up. doesn't do he, he's using the useless is what he is he's wasting <laughs> the freaking roster spot so there could be a spot open there at tight end for joe burrow um this guy in 2018 he had 43 receptions for 540 yards so that's pretty good production and then in 2019 he only had 28 receptions for the same average of yards per reception but looks like this the whole passive game probably went down a little bit he did have five touchdowns, though. So just a name to keep out just because there's not a lot of depth there for the Bengals, a tight end. So just uh, for also full transparency, when we're talking about looking out for these guys, we're talking end of the last round of your draft, guys that you could pluck off the free agent wire, spend a couple dollars on in free agency, not guys to go ahead and draft real high. Um, yeah. Does unless, anyone unless else you're have... in my leagues. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I want you guys to draft uh, Benny LeMay. Uh, that I want is you guys true. to draft these guys way up there. Dax like, and Marley. Well, or like even even when you like say for instance you're doing leagues on sleeper, just click them on the watch list and just you know just keep it just keep it in your back pocket. Yep. Just click over there, slide over, and see. Okay, maybe there's some new news on him. He might be going up the depth chart. Might be passing a couple guys. And you never know. You just slide him for a dollar on your on your taxi squad, and you never know. He might he might hit for you. Mm-hmm. That is true. And Chef, uh, thank you for the segue because Benny Lemay was signed by the Cleveland Browns, and I believe our very own Porkman is a fan of Benny Lemay. Am I correct? Yeah, I know Billy Billy Lemay out of um, Charlotte. Um, 
Uh, actually, I think that's a good spot for him, seeing how uh, terrible Nick Chubb was in the goal line. <laughs> whoa, um, whoa, whoa, stop it. Hey, hey, he has small Chubb, not big Chubb. Whoa! Mm. Yeah. Poor man. <laughs> Bro, he was terrible in the goal line. And if something happens to uh, – if Hunt goes down and they need a goal line back, I think Benny can jump in and get a, get a, get a few touchdowns for him down there. Okay. He's, a, he's a real thick guy that can get through the line and cross that end zone. All right. Um, anybody else on the Browns for you, Porkman? Uh, no. Okay. No. Nate, Chev, anybody on the Browns? From what I just heard, that m- you should trade Nick Chubb at all costs, <laughs> uh, especially Michael Bowers. Should I? Yeah, I know. But hey, we can work on it. That's something. Yeah, the season's still a ways away. Um, need anybody on the Browns stand out to you at all? Yeah. So, you know, I love my boy Laviska, and while I was scouting him, uh, his partner in crime Tony Brown who was wide receiver across from him in Colorado popped up a couple times he got some uh, some good hands he got good speed he could be a field stretcher I mean he obviously wasn't that talented but I think he's a good look over the Browns who really don't have much um, past Landry and um, Beckham Jr. I mean I know they just signed Higgins actually they re-signed Higgins today so a lot of people trying to pick him up for some reason I don't know why, because he's trash. He's but. good rapport with Baker, though. He, well, he did in his rookie year, but he was uh, Higgins was a little banged up last year. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on it. But I, it, Tony <laughs> Brown, hey, if he makes the team, he could be somebody. He could be a field stretcher, and they don't really have that right now. So, okay. um, moving on to the Dallas Cowboys, a guy that I know, uh, Nate, I believe you're a fan of, Rico Dowdle, signed with them. Um, like the player, hate the spot, and it's not because I'm an Eagles fan. It's just that is a very, very, very crowded backfield. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't really come off the field, and if he does, Tony Pollard is good enough in his own right to carry the team. So, Nate, Rico Dowdle, do you like this spot for him? I don't, for those reasons. <laughs> I mean, I like the spot in the idea that if he ever saw the field, I would love to see Rico run behind that offensive line. Um but I don't think he's going to see the field just because of what you said, especially because you look at these running backs, these the Cowboys signed. They signed three running backs that could have got drafted, honestly. I mean, Darius Anderson, mm-hmm. I don't know why they call him the Jet because he's not That's fast. Right. Yeah, he's not that fast. <laughs> Rico Doddle, and then Siwo, who is like an athletic freak but isn't very good at football. So, I mean, <laughs> well, they I mean, got some talent. Shot. It gives them a shot in the preseason because you know Zeke's not playing, so they're going to get a lot of they're going to get a lot of time. Yeah, I'm excited to see all three of these guys in preseason and see what they can do at the next level. Because I think, I mean, obviously, all these guys can't make the Cowboys roster, and most likely, maybe one of them makes it. So there might be a, a chance that some of these guys find spots on other rosters. Just because they're on the Cowboys now doesn't mean they end up on the Cowboys when the season starts. Yeah, sure. I want to hear you guys' opinion on this too. So. What happens to all these guys that are undrafted free agents if we don't have a preseason, if we don't have off-seasons uh, for them to get into the system and learn what's going on? Are we just seeing these guys get weeded out and not given a chance? Or what do you guys – what's your guys' opinions on this? Yeah. Um, I actually saw – I can't remember which GM it was, but one of the GMs, I saw a tweet today that they were talking about if there isn't a preseason, a lot of these UDFAs just aren't going to be seen. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a shame. There's nothing they can really do about it. He said it's just how it's going to be. Yeah. yeah it kind of sucks. I mean, the only thing it I can think suck. of, too, is if they was to expand the rosters. But I don't see them doing that either. No. Too bad we don't have the XFL anymore. For real. I know. Can we just create a league? Who? Us. <laughs> With what money, Chef? You know, I got a field out there at the YMCA in El Mirage, Arizona. We could put on a heck of a lead. I got 20 yards and 30-yard markers. That's how I got, though. So, Okay. But, hey, I, if any of these UDFAs want to come out and try out their skills, then I'll get a couple uh, flag football scouts out there to get you looked at. Hold on. Okay. Let me let me uh, check my bank account. Okay, right. yeah, I could pay Rico Dowdle for about eight minutes, and then we're out of money. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, just, yeah. I'll just give one of them my stimulus check. 
There you, you go. You can't even pay Rico how much he got paid by South Carolina. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, anybody else on the Cowboys stand out to any of you guys? I mean, other than, the, other than the jet, I mean, which is not a jet. It's like a <laughs> helicopter. But he's just um, – <laughs> I just hate that he, he got picked up there. Now, the, I guess the good thing is you'll get tape and then – if he gets dropped and goes to a practice squad, somebody else can pick him up and he can go to another um, spot. But I think he is a really good inside runner. Um, he has okay hands. So, I mean, if he goes somewhere, he'd be a nice uh, handcuff or backup for somebody else. Okay. Just this coronavirus stuff is nuts. I just don't know where these people are going to go. Does anybody else find it interesting that Darius Anderson and Sewell went to the Cowboys? I mean, they were both at TCU, so. Yeah, because they're at Texas. That's what I was about to say. They don't go for Andy Dalton. Yeah. There you go. Even though it don't really matter. Horn Frogs team is going to be there. I did want to talk about Aaron Parker. Because, you know, I was living in Providence for the last year. This guy's out of URI, University of Rhode Island. And actually, two wide receivers from Rhode Island uh, made it to the combine and, and. Scouts' eyes, Aaron Parker here, and then Isaiah Coulter, who got picked up um, by the Texans, I want to say, like in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, both those guys can ball out. They were on a Rhode Island team that I want to say went like 2-12. and 12. I mean, it was a really bad team, so they had to pass the ball a lot. And these guys Oof. both still showed up, caught the ball, and I actually had Aaron Parker over Coulter, so I thought it was interesting that Coulter went so much earlier um but i mean i know they got a crowded wide receiver room they got a crowded running back room they've got some talent on offense but aaron parker might be someone who sneaks on as their fifth or sixth wide receiver i'm curious nate who is the mascot of the rhode island university i want to say they're like the knights or something like that um they're a catholic school and is it like a like a ram or something? I think it's like oh, an animal. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely the Rams. It's University of Rhode Island Rams. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, I good pulled job. that out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. All right, so please, for the love of God, can we move on from the Cowboys and go to the <laughs> Denver Broncos? Um, no one here I ever heard of. Anyone have anything on the Broncos free agent guys UDFA's? I've heard of Levante Bellamy, but I did not do any um any film study on him. Okay. I heard the name though. So as per Porkman, there's a guy to look out for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but all the have... their running back room is just absolutely full right now. I mean, you got Freeman, you got Lindsey, and you got mm, old Melvin Gordon, Gordon now. So mm-hmm. I mean. That's yeah, not a great landing good. spot. It's not but, a good landing uh, spot. Yeah. Maybe but, maybe know. they'll get rid of. Uh, I think they're gonna get Royce. rid of Royce. Honestly. Where would yeah, you think... want to see Royce land though? Where, where's a good spot for him, man? You know where I think he'd be a really really good backup. I think he'd be a good backup for David Montgomery in Chicago. Mm, yeah, I can see that. I agree with that. I was even thinking like, maybe Tennessee. I mean, I know okay. they got yeah. Darrington no. Evans, but. I love Darrington Evans there, man. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean that back. they couldn't use more depth. That is true. Yeah, because, I mean, after this year, Derrick Henry could say deuces. They should be able to get, like, a seventh-round pick for him, too, something like that. Yeah. At least conditional, at the least. Something. Like, they shouldn't have to cut him. No. Yeah. That would be sad. Um, So, anybody, anything on the, the Broncos, guys? Anything else? No, I'm good. All right. Uh, moving on to the Detroit Lions. Hunter Bryant. Hunter who who here was the Hunter Bryant fan? I can't remember. It was me. It was me. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember every who. Just go. No, no, I'm not. I'm not yelling at you. I, no, that was more of a cry because it was. I, I'm over here watching the draft and I'm like, okay, um, Komet went and then. Didn't he have medicals or something like that? that yeah, came he had back medicals, but good. I didn't even know. I was like, okay, like. Am I an idiot? Why is he my tight end one and he's not getting drafted at all? And I, get, I see Dalton King drafted and uh, Asasi and all these other guys. But um, I still believe in his talent. I mean, I, I still don't know exactly what is wrong with his knee, per se. But if you can pair him up with Hawkinson on that team, that's an awesome one-two punch for Stafford. 
And if Stafford leaves, if they get um, another quarterback uh, drafting in the next five to six years, he can. I would. I honestly, I would just stash him on my taxi squad till you find out what the hell is going on. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nate, Lions, anybody? Nope. Okay. Uh, we're gonna move right along to the Green Bay Packers. They didn't draft a wide receiver, but they did get one as a UDFA. Daryl Stort. Anybody know anything about this guy? I just know that he ain't got much competition. <laughs> That's the only reason I highlighted him is because he was the only uh, wide receiver addition to the Packers in the entire offseason. So that makes no sense. It might be someone to look out for. Although I mean, everybody... His stats aren't impressive. They're not. <laughs> it, it's one of those things. The narrative this offseason seems to be Alan Lazard. Everyone's just kind of fading Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So, um, you know, my suggestion is zig one other zag and try to buy up mvs cheap and if you're paying not a lot for him and he's the one that works out then you're good if he's the one that doesn't work out as the number two there then you didn't pay a lot for him so also, and uh, another so thing can, oh yeah go, what for, you saying, chef? No, go, go for it go chef yes yeah, so, i mean they picked up jordan jones another tight end slash fullback so i mean they said the gore is going to be a fullback slash tight end or something like that Okay. Interesting. Another guy doing the same thing. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a different offense than what we're used to seeing Aaron Rodgers uh, running. So should be interesting. But, uh, Porkman, you had something you wanted to add? Yeah. Also, you were talking about zigging while zagging as well. Um, not going Lazard or even Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but you can go Equinemia St. Brown as well. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, he was hurt. He was hurt mm-hmm. last year. So, I mean, he had no time for anything so come back this year maybe it'd be a hundred percent he might be better than mvs so i mean just you know keep that in your back pocket he also well. picked up devin Funches. yeah we're not going to talk about <laughs> yeah he's another okay. tight end slash fullback yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> um we're gonna move to the houston texans oh Does wait, anybody... wait wait oh, oh. i'm sorry i'm sorry we're not we're not okay you got <laughs> someone with patrick Patrick Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't okay, do anything running, on Patrick Taylor. And I was like, I figured they were going to jump on him. Patrick Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. What do you got on him? Yeah, so he was out of Memphis. So one of the many Memphis running backs everybody seemed to love recently. Um, this guy, just like every other Memphis running back, seems to be really good at catching the ball. I mean, that just seems like their forte at this point. Like, if you go to Memphis and you're running back, you might as well be a wide receiver. Um I'm not sure how he fits into their team because we already know they have a pretty crowded running back room. Um, but this guy is six foot two, 217 pounds, and I had him ranked really, really low as a running back. But I'm looking at my scouting report right now. So athletic ability, I had a C plus. Running traits, a D. Vision and technique, a D. Blocking, catching, an A. <laughs> so I don't know how he gets used. I have him my little. Uh, Paragraph down here to say maybe this guy can play fullback or tight end. <laughs> oh, so, there you go. So I mean, we just just get ready to watch and see what happens with this dude. I mean, I would like him more if he was a fullback or tight end, and they seem to want all of those kind of players right now. Sounds like Jason. if you uh, took him on the XFL draft, he might have had a better chance with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Jay um, Sternberger's stocks look terrible now. Huh? Is he blocking now, or what's what's going to happen? He might have to. I mean, when you got AJ like, Dillon, I mean, oh, that's a pretty great. Right out of my mouth. That's Freaking a pretty great success. Mike's RB one. Yeah, no, look, that was Garrett's boy. You know that. Yeah, that's he my was on one. Yeah, fullback one. one. Um, all right, enough about the Packers. Uh, I did draft Houston. him though, so get ready. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. All right, I'll I'll take him if you give me. I'll give you Nick Chubb. You give me AJ Dillon. Um, I'll give you a chub for that, too. <laughs> the Houston Texans. Does anyone stand out here? No, not for me. Nate, Chev, anything? I got nothing on. Nope. Okay. Um, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, looks like I they have... only signed one skill position to Michael Harris as wide receiver. I do have one person on here that I do like. 
Is it Rodrigo? I know who it Blank. is. Chef's boy. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Mr. Goggles, Rodrigo Blankenship. I mean, when you get him what? and Taylor on the same team, guys, that's pretty unfair. And they didn't even have to draft this guy. He would have been a first-round pick in any other draft, but this season was loaded. This guy's a stone-cold stud, yeah. And I believe Adam Vinatieri is a free agent. Yeah. He's still trying to come back. He, yeah, he's like he's older than me, and he's still trying to play football, man. Uh, he is a free agent, and he was born. He's 47. My God. He kicks field goals. He doesn't play football. But he only – here's the thing. He only made 68% of his kicks last year, so down well, from 85% made, last year. He was pretty or bad. Or the year before. Yeah. yeah, that is bad. So, yeah, Rodrigo so Blankenship. I think – hey, I think the Colts are going to score points this year, and if Blankenship is the guy, you know, mm-hmm. can't hate it. Um, anybody have anything else here for the, the uh, Colts? All right, moving along to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bunch of running backs, a couple wide receivers. No one I ever heard of. Does anyone have anything here? I heard of James Robinson. Yeah, he's but, good. Yeah, he's good, but I don't, like, again, I haven't done tape on him. Nate, have to you me, watched kinda, anything on him? No, I haven't, but to me it kind of says a lot, though. I mean, <laughs> there's been a lot of spectacle about Fournette maybe getting – let go or traded or whatnot, and they have three running backs on that undrafted free agents list. So, I mean, the writing might be on the wall. I mean, you got Armstead still there. So, uh, I'm not saying he's going to get traded, but I still think it's a big possibility that that gets done. And uh, they did decline his fifth-year option as well as I think last year they took some bonus money back from him too. So, good point. I think they took all his guaranteed money away. Which is yeah. kind of crazy to me. I mean, I know he might be a problem. He's had his injuries, but dude went out there and he produced. I mean, he wasn't no slouch out there. So this inter- this next season is going to be very interesting for Fournette and those Jaguars. True. Um, anything else on the Jags, anybody? Um, just regarding James Robinson. So he was a running back at Illinois State, which is basically, as far as I know, North Dakota State University's main rival. As in, they're like the two best teams at that level. Okay. So, this guy was dominating at that level. He had almost 2,000 rushing yards. Mm. Um, he had just about 50% of his team's total yardage. So, the guy just produced. And that's what you want to see at that level. Um, he, he had some hype coming out. I'm surprised he didn't get drafted. I thought someone would take a late-round flyer on him. He's five foot nine, 219, so he fits the BMI that a lot of people like to see um good breakout age first scores 92nd percentile looking at on player profiler right now um i think i think he out of these three running backs here i think he's probably the most likely to make the team and i think he could actually um, get on the field all right um we're gonna move along to the kansas city chiefs the one that i highlighted Shea Patterson, quarterback from Michigan, um, because it. he's trash. <laughs> I just think it's yeah. funny the Chiefs signed him. It does not even matter if the Chiefs sign a quarterback in the draft, in undrafted free agents. It don't matter. Mahomes is there for another 15 years. That dude will never see the field, ever. True. I just thought it was funny that they signed him. Mich- he, he was booty at Michigan, too. I He was oh, terrible. he was. Hot yeah, garbage. Um, does anyone have anything on any of the chief signings? Um, I Elijah Lipscomb. Yeah, I assume so. Um, but yeah, this guy had some hype coming out of Vanderbilt. Um, I saw his name a couple different times in wide receiver rankings. Come kind of at the, uh, at the, late 20s ranking and there was like 30 wide receivers ranked um drafted this year so this guy was someone that i think some people expected to be picked in day three but didn't i think he was uh yeah he was part of the vanderbilt offense and you know that offense kind of sucked <laughs> kind of sucked this bit. year they were pretty trash um but he had a really productive 2018 and he was a four-year starter so i mean that's what you want to see sec so, for anybody you're going to take a chance on, um, 
you get a guy who is productive in college and you get a Kansas City Chiefs offense, if this guy makes the team, I'm probably grabbing this guy and putting him in my taxi squad because you never know. And I'm kind of curious, too. They have one, two, three. I think there's six wide receivers that they picked up. What does that say to you guys? Does that say anything that somebody might be left out in the next couple of seasons with the Chiefs that is already on the roster? Or what do you guys see from this? I mean, probably moving on from Watkins next year. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I they think so, got, too. They, they, uh, that just looks like they're looking for death. And, <clears> and <throat> Robinson. He only yeah. has a one-year deal there. Yeah, they paying. Um, they're gonna have to pay Tyreek Hill, and then they're just gonna have to get a value everywhere else because they gotta pay Hill, and they gotta pay um, Mahomes that five that five million dollar deal, five five hundred yeah. million dollar deal. Yeah, I don't think this says anything He's about Miko Hardman break. though. Like, I feel like oh no, I would not be scared if I had his share. So, I know you guys are probably not looking into how many wide receivers they just picked up, but if you are, do not fret on Miko Hardman. He's still a stud. Good point, Chev. Um, all right, moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders. They got lost. They should still be in Oakland. Anybody here stand out to anyone? Uh, your cousin Nick Bowers is uh, <laughs> on here, so I was wondering if you could talk on him a little bit. I know it's, it's a silent S, but. <laughs> um, yeah, he's kind of a dick. We don't talk to him much, so. <laughs> no, okay. I, honestly, I honestly don't know anything about my long-lost lineage but if you want i can look him up quickly does anyone else have anything on the raiders acquisitions nope no no can't even yeah, oh well I mean... apparently i should know this nick bowers went to penn state uh, <laughs> hey that's, that's really your cousin they put the s oh, in no. there by accident no this guy doesn't have a soul from what i could see on his picture here um, Oof. <laughs> All right, next team, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> no, he. Um, so it looks like he was more of a depth guy, because Fryermuth was their big tight end there. So, um, Penn State doesn't really roll with two tight ends very much. So, his high school coach was Frank Fabian, though. Hmm. I don't know why that's relevant, but was. Um, let's see here. Yeah, 10 catches for 214 yards and three touchdowns last year. Stud. Yeah. I don't think he should really be on anyone's radar. But, uh, Porkman, you want to take a chance to tell me that you're an Ohio State fan and you hate Penn State while we're on the subject? Um, you know, I don't hate Penn State. I actually really like Penn State. I just hate them when we play you. See, that's not how it works. That's how it works for me. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'm sorry, but I hate Ohio State all the time. Well, so. everybody hates Ohio State because we're better than you. No. Oh, hey we oh. just don't like you. <laughs> Not better than Anthony McFarland. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh, Nate. Don't, this I'm about to drive is... to Northeast Maryland. And use your bathroom. So moving <laughs> on <some> to, water. <laughs> to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, well, they have one heck of a haul here. That is a long list. A lot of uh, line, both defensive and offensively, some defensive backs. Um, but you guys have anything on any of these guys? There are skill positions here? I mean, I don't, but I, I find it kind of um, <clears throat> interesting that they got two fullbacks. Um, I think that's just a, a product of Anthony Lynn trying to use, trying to find one guy. It'll be uh, two backs in the back and trying to just pound the rock because they're going to have Tyrod Taylor and then they're also going to have Justin Herbert. That's the only thing I see with that because I don't did. know any other players. else. Yeah, and they did just get a, a rid of Watt, uh, who was their fullback, I believe, as well. So that might be a reason why. Okay. Yeah. Uh, need anything on the Chargers? Um, no, but just going off that last point, what do you guys think of Eckler going into this season? You think he's going to show up again? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little lower than most people only because Rivers, uh, Rivers throwing the Eckler, some of those passes weren't designed. I just felt like he was just being a check down monster. So I don't think a lot of those receptions are going to translate with Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. Um, he's a great player. I'm not taking that away from him, but I don't see him being a running back one again this year. 
And, and I mean, this goes for. Oh, sorry, go. No, no, go ahead, Chef. No, and I mean, it, this hurts everybody on their team, I think, a little bit. I mean, yes, they got Justin Herbert. He loves to throw the ball down the field, but there's still the uncertainty of is Keenan Allen going to be as good as he was with Phillip Rivers as he will be with Tyrod Taylor or um, Herbert. So, I mean, I've seen him fall way far in startups. Uh, so, I mean, that's just uncertainty at the quarterback play, and that's something that uh, definitely will have to be shown during the season to get some more trust and for maybe next year's startups for them to build their resume again. They did also draft Joshua Kelly, who I am high on. Um, I think he's good enough to beat out Justin Jackson. I think it's his name there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think he's good enough to dip into some of Eckler's time too. He's also a different back than Eckler, a little bit bigger. Uh, weight wise. I'm he compliments sure. Eckler pretty well. You think what? Yeah, I think it's a good compliment. So there could be a good one, two punch there. Um, Kelly's not the biggest receiver, whereas that seems to be what Eckler excels at. So, um, interesting to see, but anything else on the chargers at all? Nope. Nope. Okay. Um, moving on to Los Angeles's other team, uh, one guy, and I can't remember who's high on him. Uh, they did sign running back Xavier Jones. Who was the Um, Xavier Jones fans? I brought him up. It wasn't that I was high on him. It's just that. I had somehow stumbled upon a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he's coming out of the SMU. I, let's see. I had him ranked uh, pretty low. I actually had him ranked a little bit higher than uh, Salvin Ahmed, who we'll talk about later. So, I mean, that, that places places him where I think he is. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Ahmed, but Xavier Jones just seemed like someone who would probably stick to a practice squad somewhere. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, they just drafted Cam Akers. He's going to be just fine there. So, um, yeah, I don't really see him doing much now. On this list, I'm not – didn't they draft um, – or they picked up – didn't they pick up uh, – what was that tight end I like that I can't think Bryson of? Bryson Hopkins? Now. Yeah. The person you talk here. about every week? Yeah, but he's not on he here, was though, He was drafted. Case. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry. It's it's getting late. It's a long day. Uh, yeah. Yes, it has been a long day. Does anyone have anybody else on the uh, Rams they would like to talk about? No, the only person I uh, recognized was Xavier Jones, and I wasn't the biggest fan of his. Okay. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. A couple wide receivers and a tight end. Anybody have anything on these guys? Nope, never heard of him. Mm-mm, never heard of him. Not, nope. Okay. Uh, we are moving on now to the Minnesota Vikings. The only guy that I recognize on this list is Courtney Davis. Does anyone have anything on him? I recognize his name, too, but I don't have anything on him as well. Nate, you have anything on him by any nope. chance? No, I should, probably should know more. I think I watched briefly some of his stuff, but. I just, I just remember seeing, hey, that guy's name is Courtney with a Q. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the New England Patriots then. Now, a lot of people have been talking about Brian. I don't know how to say his last name here. I think it's Lewerke. Correct? Close Maybe. Enough. I believe oh, he yeah, played at Michigan. Yeah, I believe he yep. played at Michigan State. State. Yeah. Um, so if Stidham falls flat on his face, I mean, Hoyer's older. <sighs> Who knows? Um, Something just tells from, me that they're not going to really care what happens this season. And yeah, I get I'm that feeling too. I think they want to win, but if they don't, I don't think they're going to be very upset. Yeah, and they'll they'll take their guy next year. But um, okay, so on the Patriots, is missing from the list. JJ Taylor got picked up. Yeah, he by did. the Patriots. That's right. I was just I'm looking at the list. And I was like, I figured I didn't think he got drafted. And I know Nate loves J.J. Taylor, and I feel as though he can – that's a perfect fit for – um, that's a perfect fit for that team to kind of take over when – if they decide to get rid of Mr. James White, he can slide right into that role perfectly. Yep, you said it, Pork. Because J.J. Taylor, I mean, I'm not sure what James White, his role looks like this year without Tom Brady. We've never seen him without Tom Brady, so I don't know if he'll be used as much. I'm not sure if Stidham is going to 
look to that check down as much. But you're right. If James White leaves, J.J. Taylor is going to fit that role absolutely perfectly. I had him um, as my running back nine, and not because he was an elite runner with the ball, but just because of his receiving ability. I mean, he's in that Tariq Cohen mode that James White, I mean, that's a guy that can be used on a team and be very successful, especially in real football as well as fantasy football in a PPR league. So we'll see if he makes the team, and we'll see if he gets used in a similar way. Does he have any value in returning kicks or punts or anything like that? Um, I don't think he returned kicks at Arizona. I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. he's kind of more of like a bowling ball than a quick, <laughs> than a fast uh, burner that you would look for usually on returns. Got you. All right. Um, anyone have anything else to add to the Pats? Jeff Thomas out of Miami. Okay. Um, it's a guy that has had a lot of physical tools that you look for in a good wide receiver. I think he was a really high recruit coming out of high school, going to the U, and just never really got it together. I mean, that offense has kind of been not great for the last couple of years while he was there. Um, not much outside DJ Dallas, honestly. But Jeff Thomas is someone I've seen being picked up um, late rounds or a right off the waiver wire as soon as the dra- rookie drafts are done. Um, Patriots obviously don't have a lot of talent at wide receiver. And Jeff Thomas has all the all the potential that you want. So it's just got to figure out if he's going to make the team, if he can stay, uh, stay on the field, because I know he has some off-the-field issues at Miami. So we'll see if Belichick can uh, discipline him to keep quiet and keep his head on. All right, so we move on now to the New Orleans Saints. Um, no one really stood out here to me too much. I don't know if you guys have anything. Uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, was Jawan Johnson the one that killed his combine, or was that somebody else? Jawan Johnson Jennings. out of Oregon. Oh, okay, I'm thinking about the other guy. I think it was Jennings you are thinking about. Yeah. Oh, wait, killed as in good or bad? As in terrible. <laughs> Oh, no, that was the other guy. That was Jawan Jennings. Oh, yeah, okay, from sure. Tennessee, right? Yep. Jawan Johnson had a, really good, yeah. had a really good um, combine. Let's see. I'll bring it up real quick. He had a – I mean, he's six foot four, 230 pounds, and he had a four five eight forty 40-yard dash, um, which is pretty good for that size, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, that um, team's looking for wide receivers too. So, I mean, if given the opportunity in the offseason to – Learn behind Michael Thomas, and, and I got Emmanuel Sanders as well. Uh, could do him some good if he makes the team, but uh, we'll see. I don't I don't really have too much on him, though. Yeah, he's a big-body receiver. I mean, he was hook, hooking up with Herbert over at Oregon, but, um, you know, didn't have the production you'd look for, especially with a top quarterback talent like Herbert. Okay. Um, anything else on the Saints, anybody? Nope. Mm-hmm. No, all right. Moving on to the New York Giants. Um, no one really stood out here to me. How about you guys? I know uh, uh, Benjamin Victor's there. Porkman, I know you've talked about him a little bit. I'd love to hear your opinion on this guy. Yeah, actually, Benjamin Victor and Austin Mack are yeah. uh, both Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Benjamin Victor is a big, big frame, big body receiver. Um, my only issue with him was his hands. Um, he tends to drop the ball a lot. Um, but I mean, if he was to fix that, he'd be a great, um, he'd be a great type of red zone guy, but, uh, I'll probably wouldn't me personally. Cause I, I watched him so much. Me personally, I probably wouldn't target him as much. Um, Austin Mack is a pretty good route runner, not the fastest guy, but it seems to get open a lot. Um, but you know, with the giants, they kind of, they kind of need a little bit of wide receiver depth, like a fourth or fifth guy. So I feel like he would he would probably make the team. I probably Victor would probably make the team more than Mac just because of his body frame and and he can catch the ball in the red zone. He just has to work on his hands a little bit. Okay, and anybody else there? Uh, I mean Javon Leak. I only know him because he came out of Maryland. Um, oh, him right. and that's Anthony McFarland were both oh, the running backs there. Uh, people were surprised that McFarland came out because um, he was a junior. But he still got picked up in the fourth round. Meanwhile, Javon League also came out early, and he went undrafted. And everyone I talked to, no one knew why he left early. I mean, I guess he was looking for that money, and 
I guess he gets it as an undrafted free agent, but not as much as you could have got maybe if he stayed. Um, there's not a lot of talent, not a lot of depth behind Shaquan, uh, Shaquan Barkley over at Giants, so who knows if he makes the team. But everyone I talked to, and including my, my, my own scouting report, didn't have uh, much good to say about this guy. Okay. All right, and we are on to the New York Jets. Does anyone have anything on the Jets here? No, I did have a question for you guys, though. So uh, I saw Harbaugh was preaching about how if these guys do go undrafted, that they should be able to come back to college. What's you guys' thoughts on that? that. For me, I'm kind of on the, like, I don't know. I don't think I wouldn't want them to go back. I mean, I feel like if they think they're good enough to make it to the NFL, you have to choose. I mean, it's a a decision. It's life. Uh, That's just my opinion, though. I don't know. That's a tough one for me. I mean, if you have the right to go to the NFL, I guess you should also have the right to choose to go back. I don't know. Yeah, I like I like the idea of letting undrafted players go back. I mean, if you didn't get drafted, that sucks, especially if you declared early. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the problem is probably less with having those guys come back and like letting them play again, but more how that affects recruiting because yeah. teams recruit for the players they are going to leave. And they usually know if a guy's going to leave early. Um, and even, in, I mean, there's a lot of time between when they declare for the draft and when the draft actually happens. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all that recruiting time, what are you going to do? I mean, take away scholarships or commitments? I'm not sure how you fix the problem there. Yeah, and I think it would be a lot better if, if they, like, don't get the grades they see before the draft. I would be fine with them being able to go back. But – I don't see after the draft. I mean, just because you didn't make it, you get a second chance to go back to and take a spot from somebody that stayed in college. I, I don't. That isn't. I don't know. I just don't see that being a yeah. plausible thing. All right. Um, so we are moving on now to the Philadelphia Eagles. A uh, couple running backs: Adrian Killens, speed gets tackled behind the line real easy. Uh, Michael Warren, monster, love him. They also got a guy, Manasseh Bailey. Not much tape on him. Porkman, you watch any tape on him? Nah, I didn't. Yeah, I'll probably do that much. this week. Uh, they picked a the guy, Noah. Two, uh, how do I say this? Tuigo. That's it. I think it is. Um, could be a good guy to have on your taxi squad if Zach Ertz moves on and Goddard steps into the starting role. Um, and they also picked up Khalil Tate at quarterback. I haven't watched any film on him yet. I haven't um, watched any film, but I heard there he he's not going to be used at quarterback. They're going to use him like a like a weapon. Are they are they switching him? Okay. Yeah. Um, does anyone have anything else to touch on with these? Yeah, guys? actually, with using the quarterback as a weapon, I heard they're doing the same thing with Wentz and putting Hurts at quarterback, and then Wentz is going to be like a um like a tight end slash receiver. Mate, you that's really not gonna make me drop down there today. Kind of that Taysom Hill role. <laughs> that's what the Bears are doing with Trubisky too. How weird! <laughs> <laughs> that actually actually makes more sense because you know your quarterback uh, can't play quarterback. He stays healthy though. I mean that's that's a fact. But he Ooh. won't be on the field to stay healthy this year. So we're gonna move on to the hey Pittsburgh you. Steelers. Um, <laughs> Nate, what do you think? Mm-hmm. You think the Steelers are gonna do anything this year? So, I mean, I have a. Uh, a little bit of respect for the Steelers because they've always played very hard defense, just like the Ravens, and given us a great rivalry, really have. But, I mean, this team really did not improve at all in this offseason. I mean, Chase Claypool in the second round? I mean, come on. What are they doing? And the only offensive player they got in the undrafted free agents is a fullback? I mean, they're going to go 1-15. They're going to beat the Browns one game, and that's it. All right. Does anyone have anything to add to the Steelers' <laughs> underwhelming UDFA class? Well, that was harsh. You're going to have to nah, talk. Uh... No, nah, they're not going to go 1 15. <laughs> We're just picking on our friend Cody here. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make me defend that on Twitter. <laughs> um, Put it on the board. So, <laughs> let's move on to a team that will not finish 1 15. That is the San Francisco 49ers. A couple of guys here that I like a lot. Um, Savan Ahmed and Jamichael Hasty. So um, I'm just going to touch on Savan Ahmed real quick. I'm really happy with the spot 
because if there's a guy that knows how to use running use a running back, it's Kyle Shanahan for sure. Definitely could put his his skills up to use. Who was the Tasty McHasty fan here? I can't remember. <laughs> Shevin. Come on, man. Shevin. You know it's me. <laughs> you like so you like this spot for him? Yeah, LaMichael Hasty McTasty. Uh it's a good spot, man. I mean, they got rid of Brita. I mean, so that opens up a little bit of a little bit of sunshine for him, going from undrafted to maybe even on the team. Also, I think he can have a, a, a decent shot at making it on the special teams as well. He's a pretty quick guy uh, and he's pretty elusive. Got a lot of ton of heart. Um, I would love to see him make the team, man. I I might even buy a Hasty McTasty jersey. I don't know. <laughs> you buying up all these jerseys? Um, I'm not buying any... all these jerseys. <laughs> I know. Anybody have anything else on the 49ers uh, free agency class here? Nope. No. The only thing yeah. I like a lot was the Ahmed uh, pickup. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably right. grabbing both those running backs from my taxi squad if I have the room. Just yeah, for the shot. Try- Trying to grab these guys later in drafts. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a good spot for them. So the Seahawks signed quarterback Anthony Gordon. Um, I like that spot for him a lot, to be honest with you. Even though Russell Wilson never leaves the field. Their, their style of play is completely different. But as a UDFA, can't go wrong with that spot, in my opinion. And he gets to stay in Washington. But uh, do you guys have anything to add to the Seahawks UDFA class? I think the Anthony Gordon pickup's really good because yeah. there's no one behind Wilson. So, I mean, he's going to get a plenty of playing time in preseason, and he might, you know, could learn behind Russell Wilson. That's not a bad quarterback to learn behind. So, he's going to make the team, I think. Yeah, doesn't hurt to have uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf out there with you as well. So, even Greg yep. Olson too, even though he's always there to get yeah. injured, but yeah. uh, I mean, still a stud. We saw some of Geno Smith last year, didn't we? Was that last year or two years ago? We saw some Geno Smith in the regular season. Yeah, so we might see some Anthony Gordon. Who knows? Maybe. Anything else to add to the Seahawks, gentlemen? Nope. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Aaron Fuller, but that's it. Uh, Wide receiver Aaron Fuller, right? So someone to possibly keep an eye on throughout the preseason. Um, The Buccaneers signed a quarterback I never heard of and a lineman. So. We could just move on, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the Tennessee Titans, the only thing I see here is uh, Cameron Scarlett from Sanford. Um, statistically, not anything great, but he is um, he's pretty big, 6'1", 216. So, um, you know, after Derrick Henry and Darrington Evans, it's a big question mark. Do you guys have anything on the Titans? Do not. Nope. Nope. All right. We are going to uh, wrap it up then with the Washington Redskins. Uh, Support band, they signed your boy, Steven Montez, quarterback out of Colorado. And I think probably the biggest UDFA signing might be Thaddeus Moss. And not a huge fan of the player, but I really like his opportunity in Washington because – Who's your starting tight end? Uh, Sprinkle still? Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle. So, yeah, it's wide open at tight end. Um, you guys, your thoughts on the Washington Redskins? I mean, obviously, the that uh, Moss pickup is there. But I just, you know, the talent for me is not there per se, but I guess the landing spot kind of helps them out. So you kind of have to, you can't ignore that. I think a lot of people were high on him because it's Randy Moss's son. Oh, for sure. But if you decide mm-hmm. to, if you decide to look at the tape, it's just, he just looks like, uh, he got concrete knees. He kind of runs like Alshon Jeffrey, so. <laughs> but slower somehow, <laughs> but slower somehow. Exactly. Um, Steven Montez, I don't think he's going to make the team. So, we'll see. I mean, that that one kind of confused me a little bit. I guess they just need a camp arm. Yeah, but, um, that's all Other than that, I mean, that's, that's about it. Because I don't know the other two guys at all. Nate Chev, Redskins, anything? Nope. Um, I like I liked Thaddeus Moss, as you said. I mean, I'm not a biggest fan of him. I think he gets scouted on his last name more than anything else. But like you said, that's a good landing spot because there's opportunity there. And I don't think he's a bad tight end. I just don't think he's a good tight end. I think he could 
be a serviceable like tight end too on a team. So I mean, he might get pushed into some volume with the Redskins this year until they get some more talent. So he might be worth a. I mean, he probably is worth a stash right now, even though he hasn't made the team yet. I would definitely stash him just for the heck of it. Okay. Um, so hey, that wraps up UDFA's, but um, yeah. So you know we're running a little bit longer than we had anticipated, so we're gonna get to some great stuff. We have a lot of great things coming up for you guys. I promise you that. Uh, maybe some more bonus episodes in the future. Who knows? I'm sure Sean would love that, um, seeing us have an extra episode every so often. But um, before we leave for the evening, does anybody have a verse for us? I have one this week. All right, Porkman, do it up for us, please. All right, this one's coming out of Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. And it reads, And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there for the famine was grievous in the land so the thought for the day is where god places you he will provide um so pretty so pretty much where we're going from there it says as god directs your steps be assured that he is able to provide for you there is never a need to allow anxiety to cause you to step outside god's will it is not what but who that you must keep your focus on you might not see how but wherever God places you, he is able to provide for you. All right, Pork Man, thank you very much. Before we head out for the week, does anyone have anything else they'd like to add? Stay positive. Uh, stay safe out there, guys. It's it's a tough one right now, but we'll get through it. Uh, do your part. Yep. Yes. Yes. Stay positive, stay safe, and stay away from me. But until next week, Chev, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at ChevBoyRD, boy with an I. That's right. Nate, how about yourself? You can find me at NateNFL. That's right. With that new Twitter handle, much shorter, much easier. And Porkman, where can we find you? You can find me at FFPorkman. And if you are so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at TheNBauer85. But I would prefer if you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Please, please stay tuned. We're going to have so much more awesome stuff coming up for you guys in this offseason. But until next week, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening, everybody.